Hey, business building warrior, it's your buddy Jim with Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining me again today for a great episode with a guest. This is someone we heard from a little over a year ago. We'll stick a link in the show notes to that episode where we first met Mrs. Chris Beam. She's been in our community, like I said, a little over a year selling on Amazon. She's doing between thirty dollars and $40,000 a month, just her, until a few days ago and running at great profit margins, growing consistently. She talks today on several subjects. We kind of wandered around. It was like two friends kind of getting caught up and talking about business at the same time. I have a lot of respect for her, her approach. She's very driven. She's very determined. She's very transparent, which I think you'll appreciate today. She talks about some of the things that worry her. We dive, for example, into the topic of, hey, what if Amazon suspends me? How concerned should I be? You know, What is the proper mindset for us to have about playing an Amazon sandbox? How much control do they have over my life and income? Should I get a warehouse? You know, Should I make big investments with them having so much power? So we had fun with that. We had fun talking about when is the right time to hire? How do you grow your team? Should I be bringing other people on board? What roles should they play? So it was just a really good time of hanging out and talking with someone whose business has been consistently growing, doing the replens model, the proven amazoncourse.com course that teaches most new sellers the replens model. That's what we talked about. That's what she's doing. She's going to be getting into some private labels soon. We talked about the strategy that she's probably going to be using there and some ideas that she has there. We're going to talk about how easy it is to find products. We both agree. And we see it over and over in our community. The people who are saying, I just can't find anything to sell. Those are the people who are brand new to our community or they haven't taken the Proven Amazon course yet. They haven't paid attention to the trainings on the past podcast episodes because stuff to sell is everywhere. Profitable inventory, no matter where you live in the world, it's easy to get your hands on the profitable inventory. The tricky part of this business is building a system to scale up. Like I said, she's at thirty dollars to $40,000 a year now. I think she'll be at about a million and a half dollar business is my projection based on the path she's on about a year from now. With her and her husband and a small team, maybe some virtual assistants or maybe some shoppers and preppers mixed in, it's a significant business they're growing. We talk about some of the tools that she uses. It's the popular tools you've heard us talk about many times before. If you go to silentgym.com, you'll see links to all of those as well. And there's a lot of good inspirational, motivational, transparent moments in today's episode. I think you'll really appreciate it. She speaks from the heart. She's one of these people that you know what she's thinking. She's going to share exactly what she's thinking. And I love that she's become a huge advocate for what it is we do around here. So enjoy today's episode with Mrs. Chris B. So Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. It's good to see you again, my friend. I can't wait to get caught up. We haven't spoken in quite a while. I know a lot's happened. So how about we recap your story for those who have never heard from you before? And there's a link in the show notes to that episode. So we're not going to spend a lot of time there. I'll probably mention it in the introduction too. But then we'll jump into what's happened since. But how about a recap first, if that's okay? Sure. So um, we spoke, we had our, our first uh, podcast at some point in January, I think the first half of it. And at that point, I had been in the business about almost four months. I started mid-September and I hit the ground running. I mean, that's basically yes, how I did. do everything. Yeah. I mean, you should see me take off in my car in a relaxed manner. You know, I 
I jump in, slam on the seatbelt and just screeching tires, right? Pulling out. So that's basically how I do everything. And it's the exact same thing with my Amazon business. I That reminds just, me of a question I have for you later in the interview, by the way, on that note, but we're not going to go there now. Keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I basically... Um, when the last podcast recording, I had been doing this business for about three and a half months or so. Right. And I think it hit 70,000. And that I had a pretty right. good December, right? So October was my first full month. And then I had a great November at, I think, 18,000. And in December, my third month, I had um, reached 38,000, I believe. And at that point, it was um, it felt pretty amazing, right? It was a, a pretty good achievement. But again, I'm someone that needs results fast. Otherwise, I get bored. And it's a constant challenge, right, to up the previous month. But going back to my story, I had spent over a decade, not to give away my age, which is really no secret, but <laughs> I had spent over a decade in the insurance business and in various roles. And when I retired from the business, I basically walked away from my what had been my dream job. And I basically was looking for a new dream to replace that. I, I refused to do something that I'm not passionate about, mainly because I that's how I define myself through what I do and the value of my work. And that's what gives me the greatest satisfaction. I always hear a podcast. Everyone's goal is to get away from corporate, is to work less or not work for the man or to spend more time with the family or, and all of those are great goals. But for me, my ultimate goal in life is to beat yesterday's Chris and work gives me immense satisfaction and happiness and sense of fulfillment. So that being said, given who I am, I knew that I had to find a new dream job, something that is fulfilling, something that is challenging, something that kept me going. And I ran into this silent gym guy, right? Somewhere on the internet after looking through, (laughs) right? After looking through all the social media, Uh, I signed up for a few courses. I spent so much money in courses that I never even opened. I still, I've never even logged into them or, and some I have, and I was uh, pretty disappointed. A lot of them were pushing the private label model, which to me is like, again, and that's when I came up with the whole pants losing model. You coined the term. Yeah. You call the PL model, (laughs) pants losing model (laughs) for good reason. We've got ample evidence. That's right. most people end up in the in the in bad shape six nine months into that model, and, and so we try to alt- offer an alternate path. And I love that you came up with that. For, I've used it many times since. I probably owe you about a dollar fifty in nickel per mention commissions <laughs> at this point. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean it's, but you see it in the group. I mean, you have a huge group. What sixty five thousand people now? I mean, it's. Uh, it's you, We'll be at 70 before we know it. Yeah, it's just, uh, exactly. you know, when you teach things that work, the word spreads, you know, and, and right. that's what we're seeing. Right. But but another thing that I'm seeing is people coming over or asking questions in the group for help. Help with recovering funds. Help with getting started in a different direction. A lot of posts with, you know, I started in another group with this. I came up with a product and it's being shipped from China. And now they're asking for a fourth. Someone was just had just posted that someone was asking for 
$4,000 in shipping costs for their first product from China. And it's just, these are stories that are just, they, they make me want to, to cry for those people. They, they got in with some, with some guru, right? With this Amazon super seller and this whole private label for newbies was a, a big, was a big issue for me. And I did not want to associate myself or learn from anyone that was pushing private label onto newbies, because to me, that speaks to their character or maybe lack thereof, or maybe not character necessarily, but it's, uh, it's, I just found it wrong. And if they do one wrong thing, they probably do more than that. Right. Well, You know, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I know a lot mm-hmm. of people in the industry, Chris, and, and I'm right there with you. I mean, I think it's tragic for new sellers to go mm-hmm. down that road, but I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But after doing this for a long time, just the, the results just aren't there. Right. And if if I can't expect a reasonable number of new students to have a success story on the other end, now we can't control all the outside elements, the motivation and the determination and the character mm-hmm. that people were teaching. Those come into play for sure, but you should have a reasonable number of success stories. That's I think that's the only metric that really matters in our community. We highlight it frequently. Like right. scroll, we've got over a thousand tagged success testimonies stories from our mm-hmm. students. Like that tells you something. And if you're one of these communities and they don't have that, or, you know, maybe right. they've got their three or four shiny testimonials and in a group of tens of thousands, like where are all the successful people? Shouldn't there be more? And it, in spite of the uh, the best intentions of the leaders who may be really great people, let's you know, assume they are, they're teaching business concepts, you know, they want success, but it's just not getting the results. It's a long, hard, difficult road to start on with private label. I think we can definitely agree with that. And Right. Uh, we reserve those strategies for our more advanced students or maybe someone like you who's ready to start thinking about these things at this point. You've learned a lot of the hard right. lessons that right. are necessary uh, to start down that road. But yeah, I appreciate all the all the positive input. That of course. Been, all the positive support of our group. You've, of you've course. always had great things yes, to say. Thank you. It's, um, you know, like everything, you really want to provide value and go above and beyond. And the value should not be all all paid, right? I mean, throw a dog a bone every once in a while and there's there's a whole boneyard right in 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 the group it's there's so much help there's questions being answered there's positivity even if you know someone needs smacked upside the head a little bit it's done in a gentle and positive manner and there's the group just provides so much value and that was the backup that i needed to see it was the backup to the positive reviews that I had seen for the pack course. And at that point, that's when I decided to, okay, let's just get one more course that I'm probably never going to watch. But I did. And it was just whole this one module that Honey and Jimmy Smith were doing. And it's just, it all clicked for me. And it just, I don't know, all of a sudden, just everything came came together. And, you know, I had only been doing that or I had just started looking into it, right? I really didn't know much, but I'm a fast learner and I'm a hard worker. So I basically assimilated as much information information as I could in the shortest amount of time and, and got to work. And I had a great October, great November, even better December. So I started in Q4. Everyone was talking about all sorts of things that I didn't know about. But you know what? If there was something that I didn't know about, I learned it real quick. So it's it's part of, you know, hard work and grit and, and shared information in the group. 
that really, really helped propel my business. And now in January, I was at 70,000, right? Inception to date. Now I run about uh, 400,000 rolling 12 months. So I'm pretty happy about it. I'm just a little bit over 350,000 year to date. And uh, I'm pretty positive that I'll get another 50,000 before the year is done. And yeah, as we're I recording, have... just to get people a point of reference, you're about a year into this journey, right? A little over and, and you're doing about $30,000 a month at this point, bouncing up to 40 in, the, in some of the good months, it sounds like strong, right? And, and it's, is it still just you, Chris? So I am very happy to announce that as of this past Monday, five days ago, my husband left his job and is now working with me full time. I love um, to hear that. Yes, love I thought you that. would because you always talk about bringing dads home. I do. So, yeah. And just and please allow me uh, to explain so it's not misunderstood. So often it is. I don't know what it's like to be a mom that gets to come home because I'm not a mom. I probably never right. will be. I've actually, right. I'm sure I never will be. But I know what it feels like to be a dad who gets to be home with his kids. And be there with his wife and just, you know, she's in the other room and our kids that haven't moved out yet are down that way, right? I mean, like we're all here together and I just know right. what that did for our family dynamic. Right. I know what it felt like for me as a guy, as a man. I want that for other guys. I don't want what it feels like to be a woman or a mom and go, I, I want it for you too, but I understand what it means to a guy and the, just the benefits that the list continues to grow. We've been doing it 20 right. years, benefits to me. And my wife, I'm sure, could attest to the benefits to her and the challenges too, but it's way more benefits and opportunities than it is challenges for sure. And uh, so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I Colin, sure. I said, congratulations. Absolutely. Guy. That's awesome. Thank you. He's actually doing the uh, school pickup right now. So that's, uh, that's great because that gives me more time. It gives me time to be here with you. It gives me time to get out the FPM orders. It gives me time to, I don't know, Put my feet up for 30 minutes after running The freedom and the flexibility of schedule, though, for both of you to enjoy and map out this new, you know, we're kind of off the grid, but still on it in a cool way. You know, it's this interesting dynamic of of liberty with all the benefits of still having all the benefits of you guys had two great jobs, right? but you don't have the time commitment that would be required if you both had two great jobs and left to the house every day at 8 a.m. and got back at 6. Like you actually get to see each other during the day. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's, you know, I have an 11 year old son. Right. And I was always the career driven mom. Right. So yes, I was a mom first, but it was career was a very close second. Plus I had a, a very demanding job and I had taught uh, everyone else around me that the standards were so high. Right. that I could not let them slip for one second. So you had to and, hold your standards even higher. So you were right. you were all in, right? Admirably exactly. slow, yeah. Right. So I was that person that worked 80 hours a week on the regular with, you know, um, I'm sure you've heard of op- the open enrollment mm-hmm. with in, in health insurance, insurance, which is what I was doing. And that was 100 hours a week. That was straight, no days off. May, I maybe like have Thanksgiving day off. 
And that was not imposed. That was self-imposed, right? Right. And it was just because that's what it took to get the job done to the standards that were acceptable to me, which is basically nothing short of excellence. So I bet they hated seeing you leave. I'm just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't know about that, maybe, but... The people you reported to, I'm sure they did. The people who worked for you, you (laughs) it sounds like you drove them pretty hard, you know, so... That's funny because my husband, I'm like, we're about five days in now, right? So I'm... I was telling him yesterday, you know, thank God it's you, honey, not someone else, because you're so used to me yelling at you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure all this out. Maybe we can talk right. some other time too about the dynamic. We've we've had a lot of couples that have had to figure that out because sometimes right. I'm the boss and sometimes we're coming making a decision. And other times we're just trying to figure out what's for dinner. Those are two very different conversations, different tone, right. different, you know, feel. Uh right. yeah. So, You'll enjoy navigating through this next stage. And it's going right. to be awesome for sure. Yeah. And it's, um, oh, and I was saying about my son and my son was always the kid to get dropped off in the morning and then go to after school care. And he was one of the last children to be picked up from daycare, you know, six, six, 15. Mm. Uh, so I always, not this, I didn't feel bad about it, but I thought that maybe, maybe it's not always the best thing for him and now for the past year i've been able to take him to school and pick him up at three and then do some after school activities and that was another thing that was a problem in my career you know everything you know all the after school activities happen at four o'clock five o'clock six o'clock i mean i'm still at work at six i'm barely leaving the office right so it's he missed out on that for a long time. But now for the past year, we've been able to go to baseball practice, to games, to this, to that. That's beautiful. It's, right. So so it's definitely a very a positive change, especially now with my husband uh, being home. My husband's the more fun parent. <laughs> <laughs> There's I'm, something so endearing about the way you say yeah, that. Yeah, it's, know, I'm, it, I'm kind of just, a geek. I've got to say, Chris, I... This is the most rewarding part of what I get to do. I've been, I've been 20 years doing this and it mm-hmm. was just me and I'd have been content just doing it myself, but people started asking questions. So I started answering those questions right. and I've quickly discovered the most rewarding part of this is seeing when other people take a little nugget that you hand them, you know, maybe a little seed that you hand them and grow it into this beautiful tree and you come back and revisit it. And you're like, look at this amazing thing that's happened. You know, I gave you a little seed. I didn't do the work. I gave you some ideas. We, we pushed mm-hmm. you in the right direction. You shaped it. You did the work. Look what you've built. And for me to, to have a, a part of the foundation of that story is so incredibly rewarding. So thank you for sharing those details. That's just, it's beautiful. And, and not to cut you off, but I just wanted to share oh, no, like, absolutely. that's how the story hits me as you're going through it. Right, right. It's, uh, it, it's basically the business is, is life-changing in so many ways. It's family dynamic. It's work dynamic. It's, it's building something for yourself versus building for someone else. It's um, teaching children work ethic and teaching them different ways of thinking that, you know, you don't have to have that nine to five job and go work for someone else. You can actually put your brain to work and come up with something to do for yourself. So my son's obsessed with Pokemons and he's now he was researching them on the computer, his some his rare cards to see if he can flip them. So I'm thinking, might let him figure it out. Yeah, it was a short 
It was right. a short, maybe 15 years fly by, right? Uh, maybe 15 right. years ago when our son at the time, uh, Trey was obsessed with uh, tech deck, the little finger skateboards. Yes. So I got him a little video camera and I said, I, I, I wasn't helping him monetize it, but I was helping him get used to the idea of whatever it is that you're passionate about. And we didn't, we've done this with all our kids, whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. interested in, find a way to serve other people who have a similar interest. And you'll have some cool friends, but you'll step into that leadership role a little bit. So we started making videos on YouTube. That was his first internet exposure. And okay. he's running this huge successful business. And it all goes back to that same rewarding feeling. We were talking about this recently, that same rewarding feeling that he got initially as a nine, 10 year old, having people like and comment in some cases, they were cruel, horrible people and we'd have to block them. And even that's a good lesson. Like there's mean people in the world, right? right. They're, they're out there and, and we're going to protect you from them. And you're going to build ways to protect yourself from, from mean, evil people like that. But you know, but putting yourself out there, I'd say, get him a YouTube channel, have him create some content, put on some parental blocks, watch the comments as they come in kind of thing right. at his age, you know, but have them get used to the idea of using whatever it is they're, they're interested in to serve others and grow a community and that's better Absolutely. than anything you're going to get in any kind of business class at school. I'll promise you. You're working with mom and dad on something like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I think this is a great way to teach some skills that uh, if needed, he can fall back on, right? There's, you That's always, right. having a plan B, having an escape plan in life is an excellent thing, right? Same for, you know, having some some getaway money, having an an escape plan that is something that's always good to have in the back pocket and some random skills that you know there's probably i probably apply a lot more of life lessons than school lessons right at this point in my life and i'm sure you can say the same yeah so it's definitely great for for him it's great for the family my husband and i have always worked well together his I'm very type A, he's very type B, he's more laid back and more fun. And I'm more, what was the name of that? Was that the police academy? What movie was it? This severe looking lady in a uniform with a stick. (laughs) There's a lot of movies that have that character. For some reason, it just popped in my mind, the Monsters, Inc. movie with the, the, what was her name? Roz, where's the paperwork, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So yes, and then my husband's the more goofy, fun, uh, and it's actually we really balance each other out. So so that's that's really great. But really, he had we had to do something because I had really gotten to a point where we were losing money every day by him going to work, and he would work two jobs because he'd be at work all day and come home, and I'd like, honey, can you help me with this? And honey would help me with that. And three hours later, honey was still working, right? And (laughs) so, right. So poor guy didn't have a weekend, didn't have a day off, didn't have a night off. And he just, you know, he put his head down and kept helping me. But it was, I was basically to the point where I need to start looking for people to help. And even now with him helping, there's, you know, when you're new, I'm sure you don't remember this, but you see it all the time. When you're new, the main problem is where do I find product? Oh, I need to find a replant. I can't find anything. Oh. I can't find anything. Trust me. It's the number one question. I, I know if someone's new, if they say, I can't right. find anything to sell. What you just right. said is, 
I've only been here a very short time. <laughs> right. Because right. once you go through our content, you know, like right now, Chris, as we're sitting here, we have a list of, we need 30, 3,200, somewhere between 3,200 and 3,800 units of product that's sitting on shelves in stores around us right now as I'm sitting here. We just can't find a shopper to go get it. Like we're finding so many new replens that are profitable. Mm-hmm. It's right. thousands of items. Right. We just can't get enough shoppers out right now because we're coming up on the holidays and someone's sick and someone else's, you know, whatever circumstances. And it's not finding product that's the challenge. It's right. building a system, as you and I both know. This not to steal your thunder, but from the point you're about to make. But yeah, I'm right in that same boat. Right. Not being able to find product, that's a rookie problem. You haven't been to exactly. Right. I mean, that's there's so many ways to source and find product. There's so many products out there that it's um it's basically product overload at some point. And then you need people to shop for them. You need people to prep them. You need people to ship them. You need, I mean, there's so many other things to be done that finding product is literally the easiest thing to do. And there's so many ways to source, right? Uh, I'm not really, I don't really like sourcing in the store. I will go to the store if I have to, if I'm looking for something hot, right? Which is a point that I, I, this is something that I want to talk about because I think I discovered the secret to success in this business and I, I want it. to share it with everyone. Let's do but it. But I'm really more of an, I source online. I, and I have tactical arbitrage and I have all the fancy tools. Do I use them? Not really. You know what I use? I look at a product that I have already and that I've been selling And then I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if something else similar is selling. And I go down a a rabbit trail just on plain old Amazon.com. And that is by far the most fruitful sourcing there is. You don't need any fancy tools. Excuse my dogs. There's another delivery. Oh, a delivery. There we go. Yeah, 20 times a day. So, and that is my uh, online arbitrage is my favorite. And I do a lot of mostly online arbitrage. But then I will also hit the stores if I'm looking for something hot and something hot being something that I that is a really hot product at the moment or something that I I sell a a lot of. So I need to get it in and get in and get out while I can. Right. And while I make my money on it. And this is where I discover, at least for me, the secret to success in this business. So to build up to that how, what happened in the spring, I was doing so great. December was amazing. January was amazing. February, something happened. I had to pull some product back due to an an IP risk company. I was getting a few too many letters. I was just uncomfortable, but I had about 80 SKUs or so in this one brand and I was killing it. But then I started getting, it started getting a little bit too hot. So I decided to cut my losses and pretty much start over, right? So I had to go back to, you know, find more, more new replans. I had to pretty much rebuild for a couple months. And then I caught myself in this, I was on this roller coaster. I was having, I was doing a lot of FBA and a very little FBM. I was doing a lot of FBA, a very little FBM. Then I was doing a lot of FBM, very little FBA. And my months kind of looked like that because we, 
I had months when all the FBA would hit and I was selling FBM along with it. The following month, my hot items, I could no longer find them at my FBA inventory had been depleted because the previous month, basically I had spent my entire time chasing this hot product and not focusing on replenishing my FBA items. So what I'm getting at is finding balance, figuring out the way to balance constant and consistent FBA shipments with hunting for your hot sellers right now. To me, that's been the key to success. So I had, I can't recall exactly, but June was a very slow month for me because I had run out of all the, you couldn't find my number one May seller. You couldn't find it within 200 miles, right? I had cleared all of them out and sold them. And because I was busy doing that, no one had time to look for little dollar, $2 replants, right? Well, and then June came and the FBM, my hot FBM product was gone and I had no inventory into FBA or very little. And guess what happened that month? It wasn't good. Yeah, it tanked. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So to me, balancing them out and making sure that I have enough product into FBA. And it's amazing because when you don't go out shopping and you have no inventory at your house or at your warehouse to sell it right now and but you have product into fba you can take a day off and you know what that's the numbers are still there and that's to me that has been the number one thing and it's also been the number one problem because this was just one of me right yeah and it was costing me money to do all of this by myself and you know the number one job of any business owner of any manager of any leader is to manage assets, right? And asset management is is crucial. If you put, you can't put the wrong people in the wrong jobs, right? Or the right people in the wrong jobs. Otherwise, they don't produce at or the level or, you know, the results that you're looking for. And that was a big issue for me as a business owner because as far as I'm concerned, I am the number one asset of the business, right? I am the person in charge. I find the product. I work the product. I work the business. I, I handle all of that. And for me to spend the number one asset's time doing, you know, running to Walmart was not, or, you know, packing 50 pound boxes the way, you know, half my body weight, well, I wish, but close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really the best use of my time or brain power or it's, it's really misusing company assets, right? So thinking of things in that that way really made me decide to hire someone, at which point my husband actually offered and it's now a business of two and it's going fantastic. And we're still to the point where I think I probably need another helper. Yeah. And, and I'd like to think through that with you a little bit and just process, help you kind of process through that. But okay. I want to restate what I just heard you say and ask a couple of questions. I totally tracked with you the entire time. It's, you know, and, and see, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had a couple of months here over the spring, summer where there was a really hot product and, and you spent your time hustling, tracking it down. And right. in the meantime, you were burning through the product that was sitting on the shelves at Amazon. That's the FDA. Right. 
for those who mm-hmm. are tracking FBM is when we ship it in ourselves. Merchant fulfill, you'll hear it called, or FBA. On the other hand, is when you send it to Amazon, and then then you wait for it to sell there. But if you're spending your time jumping in your car chasing around this hand small handful of really hot products, you're burning through your FBA. So once you've burned through all the product that you've right. been flying around buying, and your FBA stuff sold, you're sitting on the heels of what was just a great month. And now you have no inventory. (laughs) Exactly. question for you, if I got it right, is what would you have done differently? How could you have handled it differently? If you had a time machine and you could go back or tap yourself on the shoulder and say, hey, quick hint, do this instead. Like, because there's hot product out there, right? What would you do? What should you have done? And I think I know what I would say, but I'm just curious how you've processed it. You spent more time tackling this challenge in your own mind than, than I have just hearing it here for a couple minutes. So what have you right. thought? Well, so uh, what happened is I started doing what I'm doing right now because I'm still having the same issue. I'm still chasing a few hot products, but I made sure to have at least one to two shipments a week into FBA. And it's a challenge. But what I do every time, you know, all of our products are usually found in, in certain stores, right? So you're kind of going to the same stores or the same chains over and over. So one thing that I do is I found other replants at those stores and replants that I send into FBA. So to me, the FBA replants, those are the bread and butter. And then you have the FBM bigger items. And and what I do, FBM, like FBM, I usually do uh, only sell large and more expensive items, FBM. So you will not see me FBM anything less than maybe $75, $80 sale price, but it would be a lot more in the um, 100 and over for FBM. Is that to maximize your storage space? What's um, your, that's what is that? I'm sure, assuming that's one of the reasons. What are the other reasons for only going high price on your merchant fulfill? It's mostly because I'm looking for more of a profit. It's to me, to me is more about time, cost of time, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to spend the time, I'm going to need, I'm, I need to make sure I make at least about $50 or so per hour doing that. So anything that will sell, if it makes five bucks and it makes it quick enough, goes into FBA, it needs to make me a little bit more for me to put the time to merge and fulfill that because yeah. there's additional yeah. costs. And time is time is just, I have never found time more precious than I do right now because there's right. so little right. of it. I think one of the things that you're going to discover is you begin to hire help. And we have a couple of virtual assistants, for example, even. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, you're saying, man, I just don't know if I can afford to spend the time as you offload these tasks onto other people. Mm-hmm. Now you can do it. So I see that merchant fulfill number as you have some more space, maybe dropping. And pretty soon, there's no difference in the standard. A good product's a good product. That's my philosophy, for example, is I don't say based on price point, if it's an FBA, FBA mm-hmm. or merchant fulfill item, I say, where are we going to make money? Because we got plenty of storage. Right. I got the help. I got the team. Right. We've got plenty of products, both FBA and Merchant Fulfill, mm-hmm. if it makes sense, right? It's it's right. a decision that's made on a case-by-case basis. And mm-hmm. as long as it's profitable, we're going to sell it. But I can see where you're at. If you're the one doing all the work, it's like, man, if I'm the one that's actually going to have to put it in a box and ship it to a customer, I better right. be making some cash. As you bring in it, that's the beauty of growing a team is it, mm-hmm. it frees up asset management. That's what we're doing. 
people, the right. money, inventory, you're managing them. And it's almost like a game that you can't stop playing at the end of the day, shifting the pieces exactly. around and trying to maximize uh, mm-hmm. the results. But the beauty of it is, is it just works. And even if you're not all that good at it, you're making money. Uh, and it's just fun, that momentum. So a year into it, how do you grade yourself on this whole managing the process? Like what what letter grade would you give yourself? Or how do you evaluate and uh, where are you at on it compared to where you were and where you want to be? Managing the process. I probably, at this point, I probably give myself about a C, maybe a B, but it's uh, it, things are definitely going to get better with uh, my husband helping me out. And then we have plans for the summer. We're probably going to travel a little bit. I, I've never been a vacation taker, but apparently other people enjoy it, like my family. So, so that's something that we uh, oh, we will have to do. It's, um, I think, you know, hiring people, that's been something that I've, I was just really not looking forward to. And I think my husband and I will do just fine for a, a while. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly am to the point where I, I feel like I need a team. I need a warehouse. I mean, honestly, I could have I could have done a million this year if I had had the uh, the people, the space, and Just, a couple more people. Yeah. Right. Who do you think you might hire next? Once you and your husband have a routine kind of nailed down, what any anticipation there? I, I kind of have an instinct, but I'm curious. What do you think's coming next? If you uh, thought that, if you thought that far out, I'm just curious if you thought that right. far out, maybe. I have, and it's definitely need a couple of shoppers and someone to do warehouse management type thing and uh, prep and ship, because that's to me that's not something I enjoy. I mean, it's, to get me to prep is just like pulling teeth. Like I'd rather do anything else. Yeah. So I find it tedious. I don't like doing tedious and boring tasks. That gives me no. No happiness. No, I I could be doing something a lot more productive. And I love to source. I I like online arbitrage. I love sourcing. This morning between 5 and 7 a.m., I basically spent uh, two hours just looking at the product finder on Keepa just for entertainment. And guess what? I found some killer products just like that. I wasn't even looking for them. I was just having my coffee. And I enjoy doing that. What I don't enjoy is the prep and ship and then running around, getting the, you know, daily replans, the small stuff. It's just, that's something that could definitely be done by someone else. And I've had the replan dashboard, Jimmy Smith's software for a while. I just, being just me, I didn't have to use it because it's all in my head. I mean, I found the products. I, I found them all. I know what I'm getting. I know what I need to get. I know what's selling. I know what's not selling. I also use a lot of the whole uh, inventory restock suggestions for, from Amazon. I find those to be pretty accurate, except for, you know, sometimes they don't tell, tell you that they're about, you know, they ask you to send them 300 of something and then they jump on the listing next week at half your cost. That's so frustrating. That's, yeah, that, you know, that happens. But for the main part, I do find that inventory dashboard pretty um, accurate, the Amazon one. But now that my husband's with uh, me and he's going to split some of the shopping, I'm really going to start using the replan dashboard because the things are in my head, but they're not in his. So um, he's going to to have to need a list, right, to shop from. Yeah, getting and, his um, list nailed down. Yeah, and replan right. dashboard has some great features there where you, you can just turn your shop loose. 
it, <clears throat> my goal for our team was I wanted to be able to train a new shopper in two minutes. I wanted to be broken down to where it was that simple. Okay. And, yeah. And I think we're, I think we're there. So if you need any help with that as your team grows and, and we're actually working closely with Jimmy and the replan dashboard guys and, okay. and uh, with spreadsheets that, you know, kind of right. what they've got going on. We've, we've got a pretty sweet system where I think we've got uh, seven shoppers on our team right now and okay. a spreadsheet where any of us can go in anytime, shop anytime we want and grab what we need when we're out shopping for your family or whatever, plus a couple of people who that's kind of their main full-time gig. And um, it's a beautiful model. We've got it. So the tools are there and right. <laughs> where it could be a pretty simple, straightforward thing. And I think you'll hire a neighborhood kid, pay someone 10, 12 bucks an hour that's willing to do some work, drive around, maybe a little more than that, depending on the part right. of the country you're in and turn them loose. Just let right. them do the tedious parts. Okay, yeah, because you're ready <laughs> I to would grow. Love that. You are ready to grow. Right. I'm I'm uh, very much ready to grow. And and I see everyone that's truly successful at it. They usually have a team or at least another a person or two that help them with these things. And a lot use prep centers. I'm I'd like to keep it in-house because um standards can slip. And I want to ensure we get complacent, right? We have a good run. Things are okay. No issues. You start skimping on something. You you drop your standards a little bit here, a little bit there. And then, uh, so I'd like to make sure that that is maintained, right? At least until my my account has a little bit more history and more growth. And it's, I don't want to uh, pull, you know, be like one of these big companies that they get you hooked with good customer service. And then once you're there, it's like, bam, gone, right? Mm -hmm. So I do like to maintain standards and I'd like to to keep that part in-house. So there has to be something that I can can oversee in some way. So that's one reason why I do not outsource prep. I thought about it. I've been so tempted. There's so many great prep centers out there. I just, for my own peace of mind, I prefer to keep it in-house. And that is the number one place that I need help with. And luckily, my husband is helping with that now. So I was thinking of, um, we were talking about FBA versus FBM, right? And about basically how I decide what's what. Right. And so then I was thinking there's when you're new, right? You always think you look for a certain ROI, you look for a certain profit, right? And it it goes back to the old money versus time. Which one do you have more of? When you're new, you probably have more time than money. And then once you're doing it a while, you have less time than money. So to me, looking at the way I shop, and the products that I choose, I don't necessarily look for a certain ROI or a certain profit margin. I look more at the dollar amount, right? So I have this replan or it's it's pretty much dying now, but it was this replan that was easy prep. It was making me $2.73 a pop. But if I could keep it in stock enough and if I could send enough of it in, I have calculated that at my, if the average daily sales stay the same or they drop by five, I can still pay my mortgage off just that one replan every single month. And then I was looking at that and tracking sales. And when sales slowed down, I basically made a challenge 
for myself to find another comparable product, find another replan that will make up the the difference, right? And maybe pay for my utilities. It's just kind of make it a game, right? When when sourcing and when when deciding on the products. And to me, that's challenging. It keeps me going. And I think it, it might do it for others too. It's um, today I want to send, this is my, let's say my electric bill is $200 a month. Today, I need to sit down and I'm not going to get up from this computer until I find a replan that will pay my electric bill. And tomorrow we're paying the water bill. And the day after, we're paying for new shoes. And the day after, we're getting a bigger car. And let's see if we can afford a $700 car payment. And to me, I think making it into a game makes it a lot easier, maybe more determined to find replants for for new people. Because that is something that I've had a lot of newer sellers in the group reach out to me with just all sorts of questions, but mainly... How do you find products? I can't find anything. And I've actually built some great relationships with a few of them. And that is the number one question. I can't find any product. Where do you find product? It's everywhere. Yeah, it, it really is. You're right. asking, I, I, having heard that question literally thousands of times at this point, mm-hmm. they're at, as we kind of already discussed, they're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. What they should be doing is saying, what, what? strategy should I be studying that opens up this world of right. products you guys keep talking about? Not where can I go find a good product? That's right. the, you know, that's, uh, I'm trying to think of an equivalent from another field of study, but it's, it's below the 101 level type question. It just tells us you haven't really been paying attention yet to what, what it is we offer around here. Right. What course should I study? What strategy do I need to understand? So that when I walk through any grocery store or a retail store in the world or get online that this stuff is just jumping out at me one after the other. Mm-hmm. How do I get myself there? That's the question you should be asking yourself. And, and people who are asking that question and they're, now their mind is in that field, uh, I love helping those folks out. And um, we, you know, we help anyone. We love seeing new sellers come in, but I've right. been doing this 15 years and <laughs> being asked, you know, it's, it's kind of like the people who contact me, old high school friends or whatever, like, hey, how about we go to lunch sometime so I can pick your brain a couple hours? I want to learn how to make money online like you do. And I'm like, man, I just, I've got a better way. There's a better way for both of us to spend our time that day. I guarantee it, you know, and let's have fun and hang out sometime. Sure. You know, it's good to see old friends, but that's not the best use of either one of our time for me to start mm-hmm. from the beginning. And like the courses are there, the content's there for a reason. Right. price points, right. So I, I love how big of an advocate you've been for the stuff that we've created around here and just the evidence that it works. And you're, you're sharing right. some real gold with us today too. I early on when you were talking about being driven and pushed and pushing yourself in the 80 hour a week, and you've kind of translated that over now to what you're doing now. I have a challenge, and I haven't gone back and listened to our other podcast, but I remember something I asked you about and told you. Take Sunday off. <laughs> a day a week. It could yes. be Saturday. It could be Sunday. It could right. be Thursday uh-huh. now that everybody's right. home. But you need a day a week to just. Are you doing that yet? I'm just curious because. I'll tell you this, Chris, if you're not, you will be eventually. And you'll come back to me and say, oh, Jim, you were so right. Because your health will make you do it. So I'm not just beating up on you, Chris, but for the benefit of everyone else out there. And I don't know what your answer is. Are you doing that yet or not? Where are you at? I I caught myself taking some afternoons off. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I've... That's that's a step in the right direction. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 
And, um, oh, I, um, sometimes I get to the point of, of exhaustion and you know, that afternoon slump, I don't know, maybe you don't experience it. No, I know I, I do. It's that three to 4 PM. I think I'm yes. going to eat some chocolate. Yes. Me. <laughs> yes. Me too. And what happens when sometimes is I grab the chocolate on my way to bed. And then I would basically, I lay in bed on TikTok or read a book or watch YouTube for a couple of hours and eat my chocolate or my chips ahoy or yes, or whatever snacks my kid is hiding. (laughs) And that's, that's some pretty good downtime, but um, I prefer to do some type of work in the morning, including, I don't think there's been a single morning that I haven't done some work since my twenties. Well, how about just a challenge? Just a challenge. And if you could figure out a way to make it interesting, I don't know, Chris, but I'd just like to challenge you to like take a full day, you know, sunset to sunset or sunrise to sunrise, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And just not do anything that advances your business, including if possible, not think about it, which is a virtually impossible task for those of us who... (laughs) But the FOMO, not even check my stats. Like, okay, you can check your stats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but But it just see if it doesn't energize the following two, three days in a way that you've never experienced before. Because it's not a net loss done properly. It's actually a net gain. Uh, You know, the Chick Fil A example, the most profitable fast food chain in Uh world history. They're closed on Sunday. Right. 24 hours, right. no access to chicken. They're the most profitable, right? How is that? It doesn't make sense. Would they be more profitable if they opened up that seventh day? I don't think so. I think it's built into us and uh, just give it a shot. And this is, I'm not just beating up on you. I'm talking to the other right. 800 people who will right. hear this over the next eight months and think to themselves, I should probably do that. <laughs> so, right. and to myself too. Not it, I haven't perfected it by any means. It's uh, I'll still find myself jumping in and like, oh, this can't wait till Monday. I got it right. And it's yeah, just uh, I don't know. The it's just the it's the fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah. But it energize. What I've found is if you do it right, mm-hmm. it energizes. It's that uh, it's that give and take that you know breathe in breathe out that you know just that rhythm mm-hmm. you get yourself into that rhythm versus full speed ahead constantly going in the same direction go 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 sleep a few mm-hmm. minutes so I can just wake up and go 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 again like I've seen it play out long enough now that I know how that story ends it ends with you being forced to take three months off because you're burnt yeah. out sick done can't think you know need a break right. and what happens during that three months you lose about eight months worth of progress. Right. And right. you had it and up in your mind and like, that's about the same as having taken a day a week off the last 10 years. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It like, it catches up to you over time. So I do take it and, or leave it. It just, you know, I've seen it enough. You know, I've, uh, I've actually been contacted by people in our community who I've had these conversations with like a decade ago and wow. encouraged them in this direction. And in some cases, like single guys, let's say, they just went. They're like, I'm going to make as much money as I can, as fast as I can. I don't have time for relationships. I don't have time for distractions. I don't have time mm-hmm. for friendship. I'm just going to go. And I told them a more harsh version. Of what I'm just encouraging you to take a day a week off. I told them like, 
that does not end well about five to seven years from now. It just doesn't. Because you're going to have a nice money in the bank. You're going to be burnt out on whatever it is that you're doing. You're going to look around and be like, I don't have any friends. And all my friends are married with kids. And I, it's awkward for me to go hang out with them now. Like I, they're in a different uh-huh. stage of life, right? Like you're losing so much going that pound, pound, pound. This is a slightly different version of that. It's just pound forward. And again, right. I'm not beating you up. I, I take it upon myself sometimes to uh, just challenge, challenge and coach and tweak people, even when they don't necessarily want it. You didn't ask me to do this today. And oh no, that's thank okay. You for being gracious I, enough to allow me to say it to you and to others. Absolutely. No, I, I I've experienced I the benefit it. of it is what it is. Right. Right. When I was talking about developing relationships with um, other sellers and one of the most fruitful, a few months ago, I was contacted by this other seller and we just started a conversation. His name is uh, Michael Vivquin. He was just on your uh, podcast recently. Right. Yeah. And Mike and I have, you know, become, I think we're pretty friends at this point and he's a scout leader so he has to take two three day weekends and and for scouting events and i always think you know i would love to go camping and so i'm thinking maybe we'll go camping but of course they needs to be <laughs> camping for me is more of a you know glamping <laughs> that's oh, of my course. idea but but just the benefit of of putting yes. this thing down, right? Yes. For for several, and you felt this before. We've all kind of right. accidentally left our phone at home and like, oh, I forgot my phone. Oh my god! But then you're finding yourself like, this is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about, checked in, texted, mm-hmm. been notified of anything for several hours, right. and it's, there's just there's a power to it for sure. There's a power to it. So yeah, I just. It's me just sharing what works, you know, for, right. for what's worked for me, I should say, and, and so for so many others as well. But, mm-hmm. well, you've shared some beautiful lessons today and I'm always encouraged, you know, just seeing the way you pop into the forums and sharing your business and your strategy. You've become quite a leader in our community already. And thank you for helping thank you. all those new people that reach out to you. And it's just such a cooperative, fun, giving, open-handed community. And you certainly embody that in so many ways. So thank you for that. Hey, sorry for the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but I wanted to throw in a quick reminder about our fantastic sponsor, Payoneer. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R. Payoneer.com slash funding. Up to $750,000 without a credit check if you're an Amazon or Walmart seller. Great terms. Go check out what they have to offer our community. If you're trying to grow your business and the thing holding you back is capital, they're a great place to look to solve that problem fast. Very flexible repayment terms as well, which is super cool. Payoneer.com. Check them out, guys. Back to the show. Thank you for helping. Thank you. All those new people that reach out to you. And it's just such a cooperative, fun, giving, open-handed community. And you certainly embody that in so many ways. So thank you for that. But what else do you have on your mind? Any other lessons you wanted to share? Anything else that you think uh, that might benefit the listeners or any other topics you want to kind of tackle together and think through. I promise I won't beat you up anymore. (laughs) You're fine. No. And I actually need to hear that. And that's, that's one of our goals is for now that my husband pitched in, I'm obviously not going to take a vacation during Q4. I mean, I couldn't live with myself, but this is now, now I'm, I'm, I just entered my second year, right? So this is my second November. Mm -hmm. I had last November. This is my second November. So now 
I'm I'm still a rookie, right? In a way, but I don't cons- really consider myself one. I mean, I'm I'm I think I'm pretty good at the business, and I'm pretty good at my business, right? I built something that uh, that works for me, and now my husband is jumping in and helping, which will basically free up so much time. And I've noticed when you double the effort, the results are exponentially bigger. So Synergy. just because, Synergy, right. right? Yep. Yeah. And it's, um, one it's plus prep, one for example, yeah. Yeah, to prep something by yourself, let's say it takes an hour. If you add another person, it doesn't take it down to 30 minutes. It actually takes it down to about 20 or 15. It just moves so much faster. That's it's, right. um, and that being said, one of the, one of our goals is to start taking some, some weekends off to do things with the family, to, to go places. And that is a goal. That's something that's going to happen. And one of my challenges right now is I need a larger vehicle and we're going to do that. That is another goal that's going to happen here in the next month or so. And with the other, with this larger vehicle, why not get a camper so we can take some summer family vacations with a camper, stop in the city, source for a couple of days, then go out and have some fun and then spend a couple of days working and then go out and have some fun, which brings me back to hiring someone local here to manage the assets or the business at home, right? So yes. it's... um there's so much room for growth and everyone that's new and is currently wondering where to find the product they can't have pro- they can't find product that is just such a temporary problem that's um to me go into a store and just take a photo of an aisle just take a photo of an aisle just maybe one section or two sections or and then go home split your computer screen in two or even pull it up on your phone and blow up that photo just zoom in and then what what's the first product in the corner it's what does it say type go to amazon.com type the brand and type the general product and uh see what comes up and yeah. even and you're though you're looking for that exact product you're looking for what all comes up when i type in yes. the brand name and right. you know, if it's campbells Green beans, I type in Campbell's beans. Let's just see right. what comes up, right? Yeah. And you have, and like products are most likely going to be located in the same section. And that section is in your photo. So you scroll and you have, like you said, green beans, right? And you scroll down and you see, I don't know, something else. I don't cook, whatever, whatever, have peas. Let's say peas. So you see peas there. You're not looking for peas, you're looking for beans, but you see that three cans of beans are selling for $9, but these peas are selling for 18 So there's a discrepancy there, right? So let's see how much those peas actually cost. And you see that they cost about the same as the beans. So you clearly, that's clearly a pretty profitable listing. Of course, go in, dig, dig into the numbers. And I also get a lot of questions about tools. And Rev Seller. And mm-hmm. most of us, I think most of us use Rev Seller. But before I got Rev Seller, I did the same thing in Inventory Lab. I would go to the, I would take the ASIN and I would go into Inventory Lab 
and paste it in the, the, it's called Scout, I think. Scout is the feature. And it gives you the option to scout, to see the numbers for, for that item for both FBM and FBA. So for anyone that's new and doesn't want to spend money on yet another tool, this is something that most people already use Inventory Lab starting their first month. So that's another way to do it. And I did it like that for about three months until and I... you're using Keepa as well, I would assume, as your base. Oh, Keepa is there's... If there's anything that right. put we money on, that, that would be Keepa. There's but not... Yeah, I mean, if you could only have one tool in your pocket. Uh, right. For, for the Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so that's the one thing that you can't... I don't think you can do it without. Yeah, because they, they really scrape. And I, I spent what version... I think it was episode 369, I believe. I'll stick in the show notes where I talked about Keepa. I reference it all the time. Why we love Keepa. Why do we mm-hmm. talk about it all the time? Uh, but I'll stick links to all of these things in the show notes for people who are furiously jotting down notes. You just went on a, a great run there of great tools and ideas for sure. But you know, it's it's not complicated. It's fairly it's fairly simple to grasp. Right. But but then right. doing the work is where the work kicks in. Right. Yeah. The, the day-to-day grind of like, you've got this stuff now, you got to send it in. It's going to sell when you send it in, but you, you do have to actually put it in a box and put tape on that box and label it and send it into Amazon. Like there's work here that either you or someone else has to do. And I mm-hmm. think that's where you guys are going is, you know, if I was just to kind of predict based on what I typically see, your motivation level, the cooperation in the family, the awareness that, hey, we need to add some people, maybe a virtual assistant here, a couple of shoppers there, a prepper, I think you're sitting on a one and a half million dollar business in the coming year that's twice as profitable for you as what you've done already in your first year. I, mm-hmm. I just kind of think that's where you're heading, barring any unforeseen circumstances of health challenges and things. Uh, and I think that really even is if you take Sundays off. <laughs> I'm factoring that it's, in. Uh, Actually, right. that's why the number's bigger in my mind than it would be otherwise. Is I think it's just you know taking some family trips and things. I'm excited. I can't wait to check in with you in another year and just see are we. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's uh, uh, in order to to grow the team and grow the business, I'm now looking at, at some warehouse space because, I mean, my house is just, and, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm the wife in this family because if I had been the husband and I made the house this disaster, I mean, it probably it probably wouldn't be good for any husband. So yes, I'm I'm really glad it's, I'm the wife. Yeah, the wives can get away uh, with some unique things at times. Absolutely, yes, we can. Can is that is that how that works? Yeah, absolutely, it's how it <laughs> you works. Said it, not me. It might not it. be the most political correct thing to say, but it's how it works. It's most funny. truth isn't these days, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's you know, two days a week, my living room. There's an entire. There's a trail of boxes being shipped out and they they go from one end of the fireplace along the bookshelves all the way around the couches. And I mean, it's, what is um, your what is your son? Your, what does your 11 year old think of that? Like, how does he process it? What do you tell him? Where's he at? I'm just curious. Like, I've heard all these stories. I'm just, what, what how's it in your house? My son? Yeah. Oh, here's um. It's just what mom does. And it's normal. Obviously, you can't say anything to mom. So, well, yeah, but like if, <laughs> if someone, if, if a if friend of his, like, what's this stuff? What would he say? Do you know? Like, what would he say? Oh, it's just my mom's stuff, probably. Yeah. I it's, guess. Um, it's my mom's business. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so yeah, something like that. But it's, um, that's not a, um, it's not usually like that. But, uh, yeah. you know, once or twice a week sure. when you send in shipments, it's but like, 
the reason I ask is it, I, mm-hmm. because our house was that way. Our kids have grown right. up with my stuff, business stuff mm-hmm. around the house. And, right. and it actually turned out to be, a, I think, a very positive thing for them to have experienced of like, you know, they can see and touch and feel. Right. This is the work we're doing. It, you know, mm-hmm. if we were on a farm, you can see and touch and feel what it is your dad does. You can't so much do that anymore with many of the jobs. Good point. Mm-hmm. With this, you can now. It's like, it's Very right there. Point. Yeah, that's what we do. And that toy, it's not for me. Right. It's for another little boy somewhere right. else. And because mm-hmm. their mom and dad are going to buy it for my mom and dad. And those lessons, it's just an infinite right. great lesson. Absolutely. Encourage you, like job well done. You know, right. I would prefer that over a perfectly immaculate house. And the kids are kind of clueless about what you go off and do nine hours a day. Right. I would prefer right. this scenario greatly over that. I do miss my perfectly immaculate house, though, at times, You'll get but it's, you know, You'll it's get it constant down. boxes in, boxes out, you know, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, they're here all day, every day. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's, it's, uh, it's constant work. So I really need, uh, you know, a, a, some space. And that's, I, I think I've been resistant to growth and that is, that's a major part of, of getting to, to the next Point, right or to, to the next level it's um having to get out of my own way and get the space and get mm-hmm. the people and I mean I could see explosive growth doing that and it's uh, that's probably what's going to have to happen early early next year and one other thing <laughs> you know when we spoke in January I was talking about the private label, the pants losing model, you know, right. and I remember telling you back then that I, I thought of private label as something that you grow into something that happens organically. And I'm finding myself thinking about that over. I probably think about just cause I have product ideas mm-hmm. and I have bundle ideas and I have all these ideas now. And, but at the same time, I am some, I think of private label as something that I would need someone else to do for me. So that is something that I am thinking about hiring someone to do the entire thing from A to Z. I mean, the only the only thing that I want to have to do to touch is to validate the product and to say yay or nay. I want to, I don't want to know about the manufacturer. I don't want to deal with any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with shipping. Mm-hmm. Here's the money. What's the product? So well, I'm. Let me expand just a little bit of your definition of private label is, you know, and it, it has so, such a vast right. range of ways we can talk about mm-hmm. it. But ultimately it's, I want to have a product that no one else can sell. It's mm-hmm. profitable, Right. Well, right. the lowest hanging fruit ways as we start to step into that model and your position perfectly for it will be things like our soon coming uh, provenbrandbuilding.com course. All of our students get that for free, by the way. If you're a proven okay. Amazon course student, you're going to get it for free. All our coaching students get it for free. But that's just, you mentioned bundling. You know, if you get a creative bundle and you get it brand registered, or maybe mm-hmm. like we heard in a, a show recently, um, Richard on team with Rich and Shelly Potter, you yes. know, like a recipe card in or you know something that makes it uniquely yours and brand registered is kind of the icing on the cake where no one else can even attempt to, to duplicate it or Amazon's got on your side at that point. Right. Sometimes you'll stick a unique item in there and other people will sell the same bundle without the unique item. And then you got to complain and sometimes Amazon responds and sometimes they don't. But if you're brand registered, you get that extra seal. And that's what we're going to teach is 
How about just a creative bundle of brand name products? You know what brand names fly off the shelf in your replant inventory. Mix a few of them together right? on a way that hasn't been done yet. Get a design exemption. And, yeah. a, a box that says, you know, Chris Beams goodies or whatever, you know, on the <laughs> box and it's brand registered. It's right. yours now. Boom, you're off to the races and you've got... Uh, we're, I was just talking with... I don't know if you heard the most recent episode that dropped with uh, Richard Clough again, but he said they just sent in several hundred units, I think, of a brand new ASIN that just took off for them. It's it's a private label, really, by definition. It's a product no one else can sell, but they didn't have to go invent anything or trademark a new product or get it approved by the FDA or, you know, it's right. stuff they pulled off a shelf in a unique bundle and it's protected now. So I think that's where you're going. I, and you're positioned very well to manage that. And uh, it integrates very well into your team as well that you're going to be building. So... I'm excited to see that roll out for the community. Yeah. I think. You Thank really you. Enjoy but that. again, that's something that you need, you know, need to think through and need to come up with. There's, you know, steps that need to be taken. And again, it goes back to time. So as much as I can outsource the current, whatever anyone else, where whatever it is that I do that someone else can do, I need to start outsourcing that because this is not. It's really impeding growth at this point. It's not, so. it's not sustainable. Yeah, and it slows you growth. It, the way mm-hmm. that I've phrased it frequently is constantly be asking yourself, am I the only one that could be doing what I'm doing right now? Am I the best person? Or not am I the best person? Right. Is there anyone else that could be doing what I'm doing right now? And you'll right. find it's a pretty short list of things that only you can do. Mm-hmm. Right? I so agree. As you chip away I at agree. That, and then, yeah. then ultimately, you are. Have you, ever, have you ever read that book, E Myth by Michael Gerber, by any chance? E Myth by Michael Gerber. Probably not. You might enjoy it. Do you do much reading? I, it's, my, it's my number one hobby. Really? Awesome. Okay. The only well, one. <laughs> give, me, give me a good business book recommendation here in a minute. But I'm going to tell you, make a good case for this E Myth book for you and maybe for some other listeners too, because the thing that he dives into in that book and does a masterful job of is he, he kind of tells it from a fictional story standpoint, but makes the lessons as he goes. But let's say you were really good at making pies. Everyone's like, oh, you should have a pie business. You should have a pie business. So you finally open up your pie business and you discover very quickly running a ses- successful business, selling pies has very little to do with actually making good pies. <laughs> That's right. like very little of the, it kind of like finding product has very little exactly. to do with actually being a successful replant seller. It's building the system. Right managing the system. It's your ability to lead. It's your ability to make good decisions based on facts and data, right? Like that's what you're really getting into as an entrepreneur. It's called the E-myth. The entrepreneur myth is if I'm a talented technician, well, I can run a good Mm -hmm. business. No, that's not what it takes. Good business owners need talented technicians. Good talented technicians aren't necessarily good business owners though. Exactly. Very, very true. Really enjoy it. Very true. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look into it. So I was getting. Do you have any books for me? Anything come to mind? Not oh, speaking of pie, have you read the Pumpkin Plan? I have not. I've heard of it. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, well, I'm actually. It's one of the things on my reading list. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet. So, but it just got me thinking of the Pumpkin Plan when you mentioned uh, pie. But the um, what's it called? The um, Profit First for E-commerce Entrepreneurs. Of That's course, something. You're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. You are. Okay, so that is another thing that I'm uh, that I'm I'm working through. Uh, finances are a passion of mine. It's something that I, you know, I, I enjoy playing Monopoly <laughs> mm-hmm. with my money, and that is 
I was speaking of of a getaway plan, of a of an exit plan, of getaway money, and I think that's I think everyone should. I know a lot of sellers use the profit first system. I use a um, a very modified a modified version of that that I basically have myself. But basically, the the important thing is to to have buckets and assign funds to those buckets. And each bucket has a name, right? You have the tax bucket and you have the paycheck bucket and you have the retirement bucket and you have your your escape or your backup plan bucket. And I think that is that is something so important for all business owners. And, you know, we're, we run our business on someone else's platform, right? And that is something that keeps me up at night. It, I worry about that so much. And I was actually driving. The, you know how you drive and sometimes and you're just kind of your mind just wanders off and then of you wonder course. how you got it home. Like how so, many red lights did I go through? Hopefully yes. none. <laughs> right, right. So I was thinking that I got this this trademark infringement infringement alert. Anyway, then I just, those worry me. Mm-hmm. so much right and i was thinking what else do i find scarier in life than dealing with an account health issues and i was thinking i mean it was right there with something happening my child death health issues and yeah it's that concern uh, but not all health issues like uh cancer anything else was like I basically had this this list and account health issues were at the very top, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, to, it, it just... Well, it let's really talk about that a little bit. Thinking. Right? Is mm-hmm. From the vantage point of two, I'd like to take, I'd like to tackle that from two angles. One, is that a realistic fear? And two, what can be done about it, no matter where you put it on the fear scale? Right. And we could do a whole episode and we have done entire episodes on this. Mm-hmm. It comes up frequently. But where I always like to start when I hear that one is, and you know this at this point, Chris, you've been in our community for a year. So you've probably heard me say this. So this may not even be for your sake as much as it is for others. But we've taught, we've had 7,000 coaching students at this point. We've had tens of thousands of people go through our courses and content. You know, our community is currently 70,000 people. At any time, any of them could step into the group and go, hey, guess what? I just got permanently suspended. I've been trying to get unsuspended for six weeks and it's not looking good, guys. How many times do you see that happen? Hmm. Ever. (laughs) Because the entire time I've been doing this, I know of five permanent suspensions. Three of them, they were just stupid. They could have fixed it had they wanted to. They didn't. They ignored a pile of IP complaints. A couple of the circumstances, the other ones, I don't feel like I ever got the full story, but they're done with Amazon now. They went on. And in all cases, they're all doing great at this point, doing other things. So it's not the end Uh of the world. But your odds are very, very, very thin that it will happen. If you are suspended, you're going to get it back over 96, 97% of the time. It's going to happen because they're really trying to throw out the bad guys. That's all they're trying to do. I've met with the guy who's the head of the department that kicks people off of Amazon. Uh And he said, who we're trying to get are these Chinese-based companies that set up through the US a fake Uh company and sell fake products and try to take the money and run. And there's tens of thousands of those attempts daily. That's who we're trying to get rid of. 
The right. people in your community that are building legitimate businesses that actually get caught in the net, apologize for the inconvenience, but they're going to be just fine, right? That's the basic take, right? So hopefully that puts you at ease a little bit on that. And front. that's and that right here is the number one reason why I've been so reluctant mm-hmm. to sign a lease on a warehouse and hire people. And because I've had this fear in the back of my mind. And, you know, now I've had, I think inception to date, I'm close to 400, you know, that's been what, thir- four, almost 13 and a half months, 14 months. I'm close to 430, 440,000 in sales so far. And I, now I have a good track record, right? I have, I had maybe like three IP, IP complaints that were resolved immediately. I have, you know, great customer feedback. Everything is great. So now I'm starting to, to relax a little bit, right? Little I have, yeah. right. So now I can confidently say, go and look back at my history. Mm-hmm. And now I have a history, right? And now there's yeah. a little bit more, but uh, and that I means mean, a lot. I'm, that means right. a whole lot, right? But maybe not as much as we'd like to think it does, because because Amazon they're going to put you in a category of a bad guy who's trying to get away with stuff that you shouldn't have been doing, selling counterfeit product, for example, intentionally mm-hmm. taking the money and run. Mm-hmm. They're going to get rid of you, whether you've been around eight years, thirty years, right? Right. right now, I think once you get up into the really big boy territory and you're selling like multiple millions and you're pl- you're skirting the edges of their policy constantly on a good number of products, and I mean, there's accounts out there that get multiple IP complaints daily, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and they're just going back and forth daily with Amazon, and some of them have permanently lost. But you dig into those cases and what it was, right. what caused it, what was behind it. It's territories we never even dream of playing in, right? With the stuff that we teach. So you really are in very, very safe waters. And I say this to some, even if you were about three months in, you're in, you were in equally safe waters then as you are now, and you'll be in barely safer waters five years from now if trends hold, based on right. my observations of the industry mm-hmm. at large. Who's getting suspended and why? We pay attention to these things. But let's talk about what can be done about it. And that comes down to diversifying your income, building relationships, learning that you can sell this stuff other places besides just Amazon, building your brand that can be sold through your own website, right? Other opportunities to teach, to educate other income streams. Like, you know, a lot of times our coaches on our team will get into coaching and they realize the benefit necessarily isn't getting paid. It's, I've got great relationship now. You mentioned Michael earlier, you know, with people that- That is a very relieving thing to think, man, I've, I've got a list of great selling products. If I just started selling them through someone else, mm-hmm. I got to share. Mm-hmm. I'm 80% where I am right now in a few weeks, right? Like you start having those, those, so relationships become this, and those things take time. If you're in the grind, right. prepping and shipping and shopping and packing and boom, boom, boom. And then you wake up one day and you don't have any relationships and you haven't really thought of these things right. necessarily. That can be a scary thing. But as you free up your time and you build these relationships and maybe you start doing some training and you hold a local workshop and say, hey, I'll I'll help local companies learn how to use Amazon. It's free. Anybody can come. And out of that pops two or three companies and and you're helping them get on Amazon and you're getting a 20% cut of everything they sell suddenly. Like, okay, there's a stream of income that has nothing to do with my Amazon business, right? And that is something that, again... Once I free up some time, exactly. I can absolutely, I'd absolutely love to dig into some more because 
so many ideas, right? So many things to be done and, mm-hmm. and so little time to do them all yeah. and growing and expanding and actually building a team. You know, I thought, I thought this was going to, you know, I thought I was going to keep this pretty small just because of, you know, you get people, you deal with additional headaches. You get the, the more you grow, right. There's additional headaches that come with that, but it truly is at this point, I feel completely handcuffed because of the lack of time and I cannot split myself in all those directions. And there's, there's so many ideas and so much to do, right. And so many products and you can get to them all as one person or two people. So yes, Building a team and getting additional help is absolutely the goal, along with taking some time off. Yes. Yes. It, it, that helps you connect. The th- hey, have you ever done this before, been like doing something that's just fun, Chris? And, and there's no right or wrong answer here, but this is how it happens for me. And I've talked to others, it happens mm-hmm. too, where I'm just doing something fun, something distracting, maybe watching a ball game or taking a walk or you know, mm-hmm. out with the kids doing something. And suddenly a problem just gets solved in my head. I wasn't even thinking about it. Just boom, like, I'd never, I, my subconscious pieced it yes. together, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen when we're nose to the grindstone. Never, almost never mm-hmm. does it happen when we're plugging away, pounding away at the problem right. in front of us. It happens when we give our brain- When we step away from the problem, that's when exactly. it happens. Exactly. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the benefits of not only taking that day off a week that we've been talking about, but one of the benefits of freeing yourself up slowly over time, doing the things that only you can do slowly over time. Now you can spend time intentionally doing those things and learn to harness that power and prioritize all these ideas into a list of here's what's next, right? Uh, it, that, that, those things take time. And, and But you're always going to be growing. There's always going to be a new challenge around the corner. There's always going to be a new fear popping up on the list that we have to resist and, and push away to the side. You know That's why I call this business building warriors is because it, it's a battle. And sometimes the battle is internal, sometimes it's external, but there's always a battle to be won and to be fought. But doing it with a family, what can that's, be more rewarding? Absolutely. And that's, I want to, uh, I do want to hire my son to help in the family business. And the reason for that, not only to teach him the value of how hard work and actually how you get paid for your efforts and your time, but also with earned income, you can put money into a Roth IRA. Can you imagine putting a you know part-time income? So let's say, let's say he works for us, let's say. 14 hours a week, right? That maybe $10 an hour and puts $100, $200 per month into a Roth IRA, right? That's basically going to be, he'll be able to take that money out at retirement or at 59 and a half tax-free. Yeah. It's That's, a million. I think, what is it? Like $10 yeah. at 10% annual, $10 a week, starting when you're 12, 15, something like that. Yeah. Ten dollars mm-hmm. a week at ten percent interest First. or eight percent. I can't remember what it's. It's a million dollars when you're fifty. Yes. Or something. yes. I mean, it's it's a tiny, tiny bit of money. But if you start early, you get to take advantage of that curve. So, and you Absolutely. get that tax deduction too. Pay him well. <laughs> He's a great tax deduction. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, for sure. And it's uh, that that's another goal. You know, that's uh, there. It, so many goals, right? And so many plans, and so much to do, and and so little time to do them all. And that's. Um, that's the next goal. So maybe next time we speak, it's going to be, you know, five, oh. six employees and the Who warehouse. And it, it'll be growth for sure. Yeah. Have you read The Compound Effect? 
I'll give you a quick lesson as we wrap this one up from the compound effect if you haven't read it. A book called the com. I mean, I know a lot about the compound effect in investing, but not exactly. Yeah, it applies to a lot of other areas of life as well, for sure. Right. But one of the lessons mm-hmm. I picked and I, I pull from that book frequently is, I think having a, a fairly more similar personality type to you than I think you may realize, just having heard you speak from the heart, that we dramatically overestimate the amount of stuff we can get done in a day. We wake up and we're like, "I'm going to get all 18 of these things done today." I'm determined. Nothing can stop me. I am going to plot. We dramatically overestimate any given day what we're capable of. People who do that by nature, and this is human nature, we all do it, but especially driven people, we dramatically underestimate what it means to slowly chip away a little bit every day and what it gets accomplished over a year. It's just a tiny bit of discipline in tiny applied ways. And we underestimate what that can equal where it's hard for us to do the math on that. It's just as hard for us to do the math on that as it is for us to slow ourselves down and be more realistic about. Jeff Bezos says he makes two or three good decisions a day. All right. Now, I'm sure it hasn't always been that way. I'm sure he stayed up till four in the morning, eight days in a row, several times building his business. But the goal is to get to the point where you're making two or three good decisions a day and you've got good people making, other, making those decisions. And that's where we got to get. Otherwise, we, we grind ourselves down and we don't end up building something that we should have built in the end. That's true. Very I'm true. challenging myself with everything I've told you today. Trust me, I'm challenging myself too because I am not there on literally any of it. But I'm a lot closer than I was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. That's For sure. I'm, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm heading. So. Right. And... You know, relationships are another challenge for me just because it, it takes time, right? You have to, my best friend sent me a text three or four days ago. I think about it probably every 10 minutes I have yet to respond. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things going on the back burner. And it's sometimes the things that matter the most end up going on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, and then there's also business relationships, right? I should probably take the time to, go take a box of donuts to my local Walmart manager, store manager, right? Or uh, to maybe call a couple of suppliers. And it's just time that I don't take for these extremely important tasks. And and if anyone takes anything away from this is get your priorities straight. Yeah. Because we're, we're stuck in the daily grind and we're, you know, mm-hmm get the stuff in, get the stuff out. Let's go, 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 go. And the most important things end up being on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's something that can probably affect a person and their business more than anything else in a negative manner. I think we look back over our shoulder and and if you, with, with regret, if we don't handle those things properly. And, And that's, that's a worse faith than not having grown our business as big as we wanted to, right. Having those regrets. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the best teachers, I just had this thought listening to you. I think the best teachers are the people that are teaching themselves as they teach. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's who you are. (laughs) You're saying these (laughs) things and I'm just like, she's teaching me. She's teaching the audience. She's teaching herself at the same time. I am. The the challenging thought I'd like to to leave you with on this, on this topic would be, um, you know, the relationships are the asset ultimately. Right. Right. Those relationships are the asset. So the business it has the benefit of producing all this, you know, the wealth and that we need, the things we need to pay for our family to do things that we need and pay for the food. And, but the relationships are the asset that we have if we're doing it right, once it's all done, right? There's a, there's a reason, uh, you know, the, the story of, um, 
a Christmas carol, you know, Scrooge. Like, you know, we don't want to drift into being that guy, right? Why not? And it's a masterfully told tale, you know, for those of us who are driven entrepreneurs. We don't want to be that. Well, what is it about that guy that it's different from me? You know, he's he's just driven in money and, and you know, no relationships. And mm-hmm. how can you have this success in business while building those relationships, well, you make the relationships the asset and the money still comes. That's the beauty of it is like, you know, I had a conversation just a few days ago with a friend I've known for years and it finally, we finally took the time to get together and talk and it unlocked a potential multi-million dollar deal for both of us over the next five years. We just had never taken the time to sit and chat about it and boom, there it is now and it's in play. The relationship is the asset and it leads to right. financial abundance. Right. It's, you know, for those of us, I'm a, I'm, I'm an introvert. Nothing makes me happy than to sit home either on the computer or read a book or on my tablet. And, you know, the world leaves me alone. And there's this meme that I thought it was so hilarious and so true. How do, how introverts make friends? 10% they don't. 90% 90% an extrovert finds them and adopts them. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically me is, you know, just yeah. someone reaching out to me and they keep reaching out and then you develop a relationship. And then all of a sudden you take someone, uh, you take an introvert and they're a, a totally different person They you know, they bloom. That's me. I'm, I'm an introvert, but if we become friends. I mean, you'll never get rid of me. So it's, uh, you know, um, or so I think different people and the way I think we just basically need to um, those of us that are in more introverted, which actually have, I think there's quite a few of us in the community. Yeah, I think um, we're about 80, 85 percent introverts, self, yeah. self-proclaimed introverts in the community. So I think we need to make ourselves do the things that we don't want to do sometimes. And that's, I have a hard time doing that, but it it really goes back to, to being disciplined and um, what um, I call it, eat the frog, which is basically, yeah, first thing in the morning, like do the one thing that you don't want to do, the one thing that you dread the most. And I try to teach that to my son. And um to me, that would be to basically pick up the phone. I can't tell you how long it's been since I made a phone call. Weeks. Mm-hmm. Did you hear um, my podcast episode about the superpower that entrepreneurs lack that would completely change your life? Not sure. Picking up the phone oh. two or three times a week, forcing yourself yeah. to make a phone call to mm-hmm. a contact, a vendor, maybe someone that you only deal with by email. Pick up the phone. That's and- me. And it, because the conversation you have, I'll even tell you exactly what you should say is, hey, what are you working on and how can I help? I've, I've, those are the two power questions. I got them from John Maxwell. Great leaders ask great questions. Mm-hmm. And you just pick up the phone. Hey, what are you working on? I'd love to hear what, and you make it about them. But what you discover when you do that is they've got a gold mine for you in their back pocket. They don't know what to do with. And suddenly it's there for you. And it wouldn't be had you not had that conversation. And so it, you're not doing it for the financial gain. You don't want to do it out of selfish reasons. You truly need to find it in a place to where you make their problems important to you. And that comes through. Mm-hmm. And that's when it all opens up and you're both better off than you were before suddenly and almost inexplicably. It's like, that's the way things were designed. And I believe they were designed that way. You know, re- business is for relationships, not the other way around. Right. But yeah, we've and got to force ourselves to do it. It's a discipline. It really is for some of us a discipline matter. But picking up the right. phone two or three times a week, I would even say if you want to triple your income, 
triple the number of times you're getting on the phone every week. That's probably the number one thing I'd tell you to do, actually. Because people, people are wow. the key to advancing your life in every way. Health, you know, physical fitness, running with somebody, working out with somebody, you're going to be more likely to stick with it, right? Relationships are the key forward in all these important areas. And again, I'm talking to me as I'm talking to you. I'm not the expert, but I'm very intentional about these things. And I do push myself. And I'm an introvert as well, but there's no excuse to be shy as an introvert. We never have an excuse. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No excuse to be shy. It just, to me, it goes back to discipline. It's something that I don't enjoy doing, so I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But you look back and you never regret it afterwards, do you? Well, Well, never is a big word, isn't it? (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm... I was thinking, like, if I ever have to call nine one one, can you text nine one one? Oh, that's funny. Because I, yeah, I will not pick up the phone to make a call, and it's just, you know, that's uh, and and it goes back to disciplines, you know. There's and there's a lot of things that we have to do that we don't always feel like doing, right? We just mm-hmm. we have to do it. It's it's discipline. It's and that is one area where I do lack quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I, um, I think you need to add it to your to do list. Mm-hmm. I think you need to text your friend right now too. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, probably so. Um, and it's <laughs> exactly so. Yeah, it's uh, but a lot of problems will um, will be resolved. And again, growing a team and coming up with the right system to work for us, for uh, my husband and I to actually do things together mm-hmm. and in a more cohesive manner. Right, I think that's going to be to be crucial and. Doing it with him and going through the challenges with him then will help me come up with a better system to train a new employee and another new employee later on. Yeah. So it's going to That's what I'm working on now. Very methodical. And Mm -hmm. I hope you know, Chris, I'm here. If you never want to text or check in or bounce an idea off of me or teach me a lesson. Let's, you know, <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm here because, you know, this really, I mean, we're recording this podcast and a lot of people are going to listen to it, but I think we both can feel the kind of the benefit. If it was just us having hung out today and said the things we said, there was tremendous benefit here. But the fact that it was recorded and captured for the benefit of others, that's, that's a huge bonus, but we need this as entrepreneurs, as business builders, as parents, you know, we need this. So I think we both recognize that. And uh, I think we both challenge each other forward in a great way today. And, and I appreciate your transparency. Not all of our episodes go into kind of the you know, psychological uh, you know, the <laughs> benefits of relational type. It's, sometimes it's just like, hey, you keep it and do this and push these buttons and make more money. And it's fun to kind of hang out and just get to know the great people. And I would consider you a leader in our community for sure. And uh, the people who are doing Thank this business, you. changing their life, changing the lives of others. You know, we don't know the ripple effect of this content that we've created today. I mean, you could dramatically change someone's life if applied. So, and I hope so. There. I I'm usually the very a very technical, very bullet pointed person. And now this was basically like a, a chat on the couch with an old friend over you know 4 p.m. coffee. So exactly, and I think that's way, uh, the way business is supposed to be. I really do. The technical part, you know, we can figure that out. There's a solution for every challenge. It's the relational side that that I think uh, us introverts, us Type A driven introverts, we we need to work on that. So, but there's plenty of great content too. I, this is going to be a fan favorite, I think, for those who listen to the show frequently. And uh, but I've taken a lot of your time. Go hang out Thank with your you. family. They're probably home from school by now, right? And, and text your friend, okay? Do, <laughs> text 
just going to I will absolutely do that. But first, we need to ship some Ethereum orders. So yeah, okay, okay, we'll do a little <laughs> bit of that first. All right. Well, Chris, it's been fun hanging out with you today. I really appreciate thank you. It. And uh, thank, thank you, your family, Same here for loaning you to to us to the community. But no, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. It really has. I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second and thank all of them as well for hanging out. Chris and I would have had a great chat with or without you today. But hey, we're certainly glad that you joined us and hopefully you benefited. We'd love if you left a feedback of some kind, a five-star thumbs up, whatever you're listening. And most people don't realize that we're on YouTube, which we are. So if you want to kind of see Chris and see us hanging out today, although there wasn't many visuals besides us sitting in our offices but uh, we are on YouTube. There's a link in the show notes for that. But whatever platform you're listening on, thank you for hanging out with us today. Can't wait to bring you another really great episode again soon. It's going to be hard to top this one, but we'll try. We'll do our best for you. And we'll talk to you then. God bless all the business building warriors. See you soon. Hey, before we end this episode, real quick, I want to thank our sponsor, Payoneer. Payoneer.com slash funding. Go there. They've got a great offer. Tell them Jim sent you They'll give you 10% off the fees on your first funding. Remember, if you need more money to grow your business, these are some great guys to talk to. They become a sponsor of our show. We're very grateful. And if you jump over and check out what they have to offer, I think you're going to like what you see. Very flexible payment terms, great interest rates. Go check out payoneer.com slash funding. Hey, we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.